You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Labor Day weekend. Can you believe it? Can you believe that it's September And we are at the holiday weekend, which means we're going to have wall-to-wall football. You got Serena playing at the U.S. Open tonight in round three. You've got uh, the baseball races now coming down the home stretch. Got the NBA training camps will open up at the end of this month. We got it all. We got it all right here on Listen App. I hope that everybody is having a good day. If you didn't get a chance to check out today's podcast, Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. As we talked about the NFL, we also uh, talked about college football. Hell of a game last night between Penn State and Purdue. I did a rant on this this morning. I I couldn't believe it when they said that both starting quarterbacks were 24. 24. I mean, it's freaking college. 24 years old. Justin Herbert's 24. Tua of the Dolphins is 24. They're starting their third year in the NFL. And I'm watching a college game with two quarterbacks that are freaking 24 years old, sixth-year seniors? I I don't know. Just doesn't seem right to me. But that was a hell of a game last night. That was a hell of a game in Purdue with Penn State scoring a late touchdown uh, to win the game. Really, that was a good game. I got to give both teams credit. Uh, Very entertaining. And, of course, tomorrow you got Ohio State and Notre Dame. Uh, That appears to be the uh, highlight game. Of course, Ohio State is a big favorite. You know, I was talking with Chris Landry about this today. Uh, he feels there's only three teams capable of winning a national championship this year in college football, and that's Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. Of course, uh, I don't know if you saw the news today, but they're going to expand the college football playoffs to 12 teams, maybe, maybe uh, as early as 2024. So, you know, I don't know how you feel about that. I think it's good. Certainly makes it more interesting. And I think it would stop the complaining of some teams that feel like they should be in the Final Four, uh, but for whatever reason, don't get in. All right? So, you know, if you're the 13th best team in America and you don't get into the college football playoff, you don't really have a you leg to stand on in terms of arguing. So, to me, I think this is good. Uh, it was inevitable with the TV money and college football with where it is now. Uh, it was inevitable. So, that's going to happen. All right, again, you know the routine. You can hit your hand icon, raise your hand. What does Labor Day weekend mean to you in terms of sports? To me, it's always meant to start a football. And again, I I mentioned this, I think, maybe yesterday, maybe the day before. I wish the NFL would start their season like they used to on Labor Day weekend. I I don't like them pushing it back another week. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand why they can't have the NFL start 
on Labor Day weekend. It's the way it used to be. I don't understand why they can't go back to that. You know, they always talk about the season being too long and, you know, the Super Bowl has been pushed back into February. Why not start the season on Labor Day weekend? I mean, it's perfect. A lot of people don't work. You could have Monday night football on a holiday where it used to be. I used to love, I, I was at a number of Monday night football games on Labor Day night, including uh, the 49ers and the Giants. I I remember watching Jimmy Connors and Aaron Crickstein play in one of the most amazing matches at the U.S. Open in the parking lot of Giants Stadium uh, before the Giants played on Monday Night Football on Labor Day night. I, I wish, again, I, I wish they would go back to Labor Day weekend, but it is what it is. We got to wait another week. Thursday, of course, you got Buffalo and the Rams. So here's what we're going to do starting next week. All right. No show on Monday because of the holiday starting on Tuesday. This show is going to start at four o'clock. Now there may be a instance. There may be a change from time to time. uh, If I happen to be traveling, whatever the case may be, if I have a commitment, but for the most part, we're going to try to do the show every day at four o'clock. Now on Thursday, okay, I'm going to give you my four picks for the week. That will give you a chance to digest what I am doing on Thursday, and then you can give me your picks on Friday, and Ryan is going to keep a track, and we'll have a winner at the end of the season. We've got a couple of gift cards that we're going to be able to give to the winners, and again, we'll be keeping track. There may be an instance or two where I miss a show on a Thursday or a Friday, if that's the case, like I can tell you already, the Thursday, September 15th, I will not have a show because I'll be traveling. So I will give you my picks for week two on Wednesday, and then you can give me your picks on Friday. But either way, we're going to get it in, all right? And we'll keep track of it, and uh, we'll have some fun. And it's going to be against the number. We're not just picking teams. We're going to go against the number. All right. So we'll pick. I'll pick four games. I'll give you my four games on Thursdays of most weeks. Again, week two, it will be on Wednesday, uh, but we'll have a lot of fun with that. So four o'clock next week. And one of the reasons why I'm taking the show to four o'clock is on Mondays and Thursdays, I want to build the show right up until football. Right, right up until Monday night and Thursday night football. So I thought it'd be a good way of uh, doing that. Now, during basketball season, all right, if the Kings are on the East Coast, I may very well do the show at three o'clock. So I'm not going head to head with the Kings. But again, these are things that we can all discuss. Uh, we will try to make it as best as we can for everybody. As you all know, and I'm sure most of you do. You know, I post the show on my website, if you don't like that.com and on my podcast platforms. And again, we're getting excellent numbers on the people that are listening to the shows on a recorded basis. So I understand a lot of people can't listen live. I get that, but I do appreciate uh, the support. And again, we're getting excellent numbers when I do post the shows and I see the numbers uh, on a daily basis of how many people are able to listen 
to the show. Now, September 12th, uh, Bennett's Kitchen Bar for Monday Night Football. Ryan and I are going to get our head shaved. We're raising money for charity and really looking forward to that. That is hard to believe that is right around the corner on September 12th. First Monday night game. First Monday night game of the season. All right, we got uh, some phone calls that we want to get to, so we're going to start right on it on this holiday weekend, and we're going to say hello to Antonio. Antonio, you'll kick us off here. Hello, Antonio. Hey, way to tee it up, man. I'm going to kick it back in the end zone right now, Grant. Hey, um, I, I got to listen to your podcast. Um, well, both. I, I got the AFC breakdown. I was kind of busy yesterday. I had my dad with me. He's in his 80s, man. He's uh, he's doing pretty good, but and you got to be there when when they get older, good. man. You got to be there for your for your pops. Hey, um. Um, yes, you do. So I, caught my, one thing caught my, my attention on Landry, he, you know, he said, um, we're talking about the Niners, um, that he's going to think Trey Lance is going to see a two-year run. Um, you know, with, with them try, signing Jimmy, everybody knows the deal. You know, if, if, he, if, if, if Trey struggles, I don't know how much they're going to let him struggle. And you've, you've said it a couple of times. They've got, they should be at least four and two with their first six games. But um, I don't think they're going to give him that much of a leash. Um, and and I, I, th- I thought just caught my attention, Landry, saying that. And the other thing that caught my attention, he thought the Raiders' offensive line was kind of average. And, and I, I, don't, I don't think it. I think it's kind of me- mediocre at best, to be honest with you. So I, I just wanted – Well, I think me- mediocre, mediocre and average are pretty much the same thing. It depends on what adjectives you use. But well, that is going to be a real key. And I, I know you're going to the first game down uh, in L.A. at SoFi. That's going to be a real key, especially against that front of the Chargers. That's going to be, I think, the number one key in the game is the Raiders' offensive line against that front. Now with, you know, Khalil Mack there and you got Bosa and that that team is – they come after you. Yeah, and, you know, and I got and I got cut short yesterday. And I then the question – and I like how you expanded on it about uh, uh, Crosby and, and Bosa. I, and, again, I'm a Raider fan. You know, I said 100 times. But I would really give the nod to Bosa because I'm tired of seeing these uh, quarterback pressures – quarterback uh, uh hit on the quarterback i want to see i want to see a jim burt kind of lay down I, mean, I, I think you might i don't know if you're at that game when he laid out Mon, montana i was at the game montana was uh i can't even describe if if you young guys haven't seen that hit it's not a dirty hit well i guess it'd be considered a dirty hit nowadays but he knocked the snot out of the, one of the goats not the goat anymore though uh montana Mon, they had a there was two guys trying to hold him up walk do you remember that he was walking them back to the that was yeah. crazy yeah i sure do yeah, so um yeah I, re, I was at that game and uh you know that was a saturday afternoon game and uh, the final score was 49 to 3 and it, uh, that was the game where jerry rice had a, a wide open touchdown running into the end zone but fumbled the ball with nobody around him and then the Giants uh, absolutely kicked the butt of the Niners that day, 49-3. Yeah, so I want to see some hits like that. But anyway, um, I'm going to be ready for next Friday. I'll have my picks ready, Grant. I like what you're doing. Um, I'm locked in, whatever you're doing, brother. You have a good weekend. You too, Antonio. Always good hearing from you. Be good. Thank you. you All right, good way to start off the show. Let's move along to uh, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Welcome here. Hope you're on your way to a good holiday weekend. What's happening? Hey, Grant. Labor Day weekend, huh? Yes, sir. It's my birthday weekend. I have my birthday. Well, happy birthday to you. Uh, my birthday's on the sixth, so every every year is always, you know, it was like that. And I used to be in the car business, so it was always um, some big sale. So I could never get the day off because I was in management, and uh, so that was my labor. That was my Labor Day weekends. Yeah. yeah, no, if you're in the car business, you're not getting off on Labor Day weekend. You're right about that. I understand. No, no holidays. No holidays. But I did. 20, no, no holidays. 25 years of that. So 
now now we're now retired so uh anyways i had a question to ask you what yes what do you think about i got two players and i know one of them you don't like very much but can you compare albert pujols and barry bonds can i compare them yeah. in what way what, well what what do you think who's be, who in your mind who who's who's better who's the greatest play who's better player probably bonds well i i did a little research for you albert albert Pujols' batting average is lifetime 296 barry's 298 of course we know the home run issue and do you think albert's gonna get the 700 he's six away i mean he's six away you know i think there's a, a Yes, I do. I absolutely do. I think he's going to get six more. I really do. Now, this intrigued me. Albert's got 3,362 hits. Bonds didn't get to 3,000 hits. Well, we all, we all know that he, he got walked a bunch, and that probably you know ruined his chances there. He ended up with 2,932. Now, RBIs. Bonds had 1,996. Albert got 2,191. So I was amazed. All right. Well, let me ask you, I'm, you're a baseball fan. You're a general manager and you have a chance at the beginning of, the, of their careers to take bonds or pool holes. Who are you taking? Whew. Well, that was going to get to that. The only, the stat that, that, uh, you know, we all know bonds is a seven time MVP. He had over 500 stolen bases. So he was more of a threat on the bases. He had more speed. And, uh, you know, he, he was a seven-time MVP, but knowing that he's more of a prima donna, he wasn't a team player. You know, I'm a Giants fan, but I don't like prima donnas, and I did, you know, and Bonds didn't bring us a championship. Albert was on two championship teams. And the question I was going to ask you, you know, he left St. Louis after 2011, to go to the Angels, and I don't think that was a great move. I think the St. Louis, it was think, not. It was a great move financially. Yeah, I think St. Louis should have stepped up and signed them, similar to what you said yesterday about Judge in New York. I mean, he was the face of the St. Louis Cardinals, and they let him go. You know. Well, you know, again, hindsight's twenty twenty, and what you should do. I don't think my own opinion. I think the majority of baseball people would have taken bonds over pool house pool hosts. You know, if they could choose, if they had to choose one or the other, I think more people would take bonds. Well, yeah, you're probably right. But, you know, I, he, you know, I don't like cancers in the locker room, similar to, similar to Weber, similar to Cousins. And, and I, I know Bonds was just a, he was, he wasn't the greatest teammate. I wouldn't call Chris Weber a cancer in a locker room. Cousins was a cancer in a locker room. I wouldn't call Chris a cancer in a locker room. Yeah. I would call Chris a uh, you got to handle him with kid gloves and you got to kiss his ass all the time. Yeah. Uh, Chris wanted to play by different right. rules and the franchise in Sacramento allowed him to play by different rules. But I wouldn't call Chris a cancer. I don't think that's accurate. Yeah, I, 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 you're right. I, I mean, he got along with his teammates. They got along with his teammates and stuff. 
But uh, I just thought that was interesting. I don't know if you think that was interesting to compare the two. Uh, I, you know, I was just intrigued by him getting to the 700 home runs. You know, I'm kind of pulling for him to do it. You know, and uh, that that'd be great. You know, always my favorite player of all time is Willie Mays. You know, and uh, yeah, well, sure, he's one of the greatest of all time. I get that, and uh, you know, I was fortunate to watch Willie Mays play with the Mets for a while, even though I'm not a Mets fan. But he was on TV all the time, and they retired his number. I thought that was great. Yeah, but uh, yeah, my dad was his mechanic. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, you told me. uh, But. if he didn't serve just as well as Ted Williams, I mean, if he didn't serve, I think two years in the service, uh, he would have, uh, he would have got yep. Dave Ruth's record. He would have been well over 700. Himself. Yeah. No question. No, no doubt. All right. Grant. All right. Well, listen, have a great weekend. You too. Take uh, next Take week. Take care. Next week. Oh, sorry. I thought you were done. So I took you off. Uh, yes. Next week. Hopefully you can uh, get a ride down to the event on September 12th. So I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Again, if you want to get in on the program, uh, hit your hand icon, raise your hand and we'll do it. I'm, I've never been one to compare players that much unless they're in the same era. And you could say that Bonds and Paul Hose's careers crossed each other. But I mean, I'm, I've never been a fan of doing that. It, that just doesn't really interest me because you know, what, what are you, what are you getting out of it at the end of the day? All right. Like what is it that we're accomplishing by comparing? I know a lot of people love to do it. I get that. A lot of people love to do it. I'm not, I mean, I'll do it. It's like, if you want to compare Joe Montana to Tom Brady, you know, we could do it. Uh, if you want to compare the best receiver of the seventies, of the whoever that may be. And there were a couple of them to Jerry Rice. We can do it. I mean, if you want to compare Lawrence Taylor to Aaron Donald, you know, we can do it, but I mean, it's all subjective. It's what I feel. It's how you feel. Uh, I personally feel you can't really compare Lawrence Taylor to anybody. Sean Salisbury. We talked about Reggie White, who he played up against, who he played against. And, you know, Sean was talking about how, like, Reggie White would just completely take over the line of scrimmage from the defensive point of view. So I, I get why people do it. I, I guess it's fun if you're a sports fan. I've never been crazy about comparing players, especially different errors, because you know, people always say, well, like we, we were talking about comparing Martina to Serena in tennis. Okay, well, Martina played with a wood racket. Uh, Martina did not have the current training uh, inventions available to her, both in terms of taking care of your body with all kinds of different uh, cryotherapy, massage, you know, the, the, the chambers, right? I mean, so it's very difficult. I mean, if you gave Martina Navratilova, all right, if you gave Martina, I said Martina, if you gave Martina Navratilova all of the modern training bells and whistles that Serena's had, Martina would have been Serena. 
I mean, she would have been just as dominant as Serena. Martina Navratilova was dominant in her own right. So when you compare different errors and you say, well, gee, you know, they didn't run as fast. They didn't weren't, they weren't as strong. Well, yeah, they didn't, they weren't as strong because they didn't have the current training regiment inventions, if you want to call them that. Okay. The data, the computers. I mean, we can go on and on and on. Nutrition, everything. Right. So that's why I find it very, I find it impossible to compare errors. People say, well, gee, they weren't as good of athletes back in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s as they are now. Well, if they had had the same opportunities in terms of the training aspects that our athletes use now, they would have been. Martina Navratilova and Serena Williams, there would have been no difference. They both would have been dominant players if Martina was able to train with the same tools that Serena has used in her career, period. Right? And I don't think Serena would have dominated Martina Navratilova, and I don't think Martina would have dominated Serena. Uh, they each would have beat it. All right, I'm back with you. The internet just completely shut down here, and I am back with you. So thank you for that, for your patience. Uh, but again, I, I understand why people like to do it. I'm just not crazy about comparing athletes. I mean, you can, you can have fun with it, but at the end of the day, I'd rather talk about the game last night or the game coming up or, you know, those things, you know, X's and O's and things of that nature. There are some people like my buddy, Chris Russo, he loves comparing errors. Absolutely loves it. Thrives on it. Loves it. All right, let's get to uh, Ryan. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the show. I hope you're going to have a good weekend. How are you? Doing well. How about yourself, Grant? Good. Thank you. Excellent. Hope you have a great weekend. Hey, um, you know, I thought really long and hard about this. Uh, I wanted to talk. Who do you think is better, LeBron or Jordan? Just kidding. Do not answer. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass on that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, um, right. we were talking about um, the pool or, you know, doing our picks. I had an idea. Let me know what you think. If you pick a team money line, does that get you an extra point? I think it's too complex. I know I would rather just keep it simple. I'm going to pick four games. We'll just do it that way. I don't want to throw in wrinkles and stuff. Let's just keep it as easy as we can for everybody. All right. Fair enough. Hey, um, I, I'm excited to see that, uh, you know, college football is looking to expand or will expand the playoff to 12 teams. How do you think this affects the mid majors and how do you think this affects, I mean, it looks like college football is looking to go the NFL style where you have two conferences. How do you think that affects the entire dynamic of everything? I think at the end of the process, teams that feel that they deserve to have a shot will have been awarded that opportunity. I don't think you'll now get to a point where it happens every year, the teams that are five and six think they're getting jobbed out of being in the college football playoff. I think with this, Ryan, I think we can safely say, like, look at this year, for instance. Again, this is only Chris Landry's opinion, but most people agree with him. Most people feel that there are only three teams really capable of winning a national championship this year. Let's say that that's wrong, and let's say there are five teams, okay? well. 
Does that really, should the 10th, 11th, and 12th place teams in the country really be competing in a playoff for the national championship? Probably not, but this now appeases everyone. So everyone's going to have a fair shot. As far as mid-majors and things of that nature, it will give them an opportunity. I don't think there's any question about that. It will give them an opportunity. No doubt about it. It will give them an opportunity. But what is it? What's it all for? Are they really going to advance and play for the national championship? I mean, the chances of that are slim and none. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, I, I would say that there's been mid-majors that have been left out of yes. the playoffs or the BCS yes. that were undefeated and possibly could have challenged. Obviously, there are teams that have been powerhouses that you know we, we've seen, and um, I, I think this gives them that opportunity. Hey, Grant, I got to hop off. Somebody's on or somebody's okay. at our door. I'll be right no back. No problem. Okay. You know, uh, like for instance, and I know there was a – a lot of discussion. I personally did not feel Cincinnati should have been in the college football playoff last year. I don't think they played anybody. I didn't think they deserved it. I didn't think they earned it. I was not in favor of Cincinnati being in the college football playoff. And, you know, they got blown out as we thought they would, you know, by Alabama. So that bothered me a little bit. That bothered me. All right. Let's get to some more phone calls right here. And it is Thomas. Thomas, as soon as you hit your mic icon, we'll get you right on, and we will uh, talk with you here on Listen App on this Friday edition. Again, no show on Monday, and then we're coming at you Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Thomas, I'm going to put you back in the audience, and then we'll get to Ryan, and uh, we can get you back on when you hit your mic icon. Hello, Ryan. Now you're back with us. Go ahead. Sorry about that, Grant. Somebody was uh, delivering something for my wife. You know, I, I'm not sure about your. I'm not All sure good. about your wife, but Amazon is like the most popular thing that comes to our door these days. Yes, uh, Am- Amazon is a very popular, uh, very popular entity. So I'm, I'm with you 100. percent What's going on, my friends? <laughs> so no, I, I just wanted to kind of continue the conversation because I, I don't see, and I think it's great that the playoff is expanded or they are planning to do so. But don't you think we're going to run into the same problem where you have? 12 teams that are in the bigger conferences and you could still have a mid-major that doesn't break in. Like, I I feel like that's been kind of the point of them restructuring. And some of those teams are really good. The talent is excellent across the nation. Okay. So could you still have that scenario? You could, 
it would be more unlikely. I agree with you at from time to time, a mid-major is really, really good, but isn't the, and maybe I'm wrong because the purpose of the men's basketball tournament was 64 teams. I mean, we know before the tournament begins that probably only eight to 10 teams really have a legitimate chance of winning the national championship, but it is fun to see a 16th seed take a one seed to the wire or a 15 seed beat a two seed. So will we have instances where a lower ranked team who might be 12 and I'm not even sure how they're going to break it up. Ryan beats a powerhouse. Yeah, I'm sure that could happen and it will happen from the time of time. And it will go down as one of the great upsets. I mean, you remember when Boise state beat Oklahoma, right? I'm wearing a Boise State shirt right now. Okay. Well, then I guess you do remember. So, you know, that that was an amazing, that was an amazing game. And so that will add some more flair to the college football playoff. But realistically, a mid-major is not going to win the national championship. I'm not so sure, Grant. The the talent. No way. No no way. No way. Okay. Grant, any given day, number one. And number two. The talent, there is so much talent out there. There's only so many spots across Division One football, and players are getting more skilled. You look at athletics these days. When I grew up, I played three sports. Now people are focusing, or kids are focusing on one sport in the goal of getting a scholarship. So I think that it's actually a really positive thing, and I think we're going to see, you know, it, there's only so many spots on the Alabama roster. There's only so many spots on the Notre Dame, Ohio State, I'm not going to say Michigan because Michigan's garbage, but it, there's only so many spots and these guys are good football players and they need some place to go. They are good football players, but a mid-major is not going to win three games or how many games they have to win to win a national championship. And at the end of it, beat the best team in the country, which in all likelihood is going to be a team from the SEC uh, or, or the big 10 a mid-major is not going to run the table like that and then play Alabama or Ohio State or Georgia or whomever that may be and win the game. It's not happening. I I would say, you know, the chances of that are minute. I don't see that happening. But at least they're going to have an opportunity. And to me, having an opportunity is great. I think that's good for everyone. Exactly. Exactly. So where do you see the future of college football right now with all of the restructuring of the conferences, teams leaving, how do you see this playing out, Grant? What what fans want, they want entertaining games. And I was talking with Sean Salisbury about this because he went to USC and I was asking him about, you know, breaking up that conference. And he said, you know, I'm not happy about it. Uh, I, I'm not crazy about it, but it's going to provide college football fans with much more of an entertainment value on your schedule. It's going to be a more of an entertaining college football season. I mean, there are some Saturdays now, Ryan, when you look at all the games being played and there are no intriguing games. I mean, you might pick two or three Saturdays out of a college football season and you look at the schedule like, God, there's no good games this weekend. That's going to change now. There are going to be good games every single weekend. And I, for one, like that. No, I, I, I do agree with that. But Grant, what does it do for the smaller schools? Obviously, we or week zero, week one, that's kind of like the preseason for college football. And there's a lot of smaller schools that get the opportunity to play bigger schools for big money. I mean, it's more money than they would usually see throughout the season playing in conference for traveling. And I, I don't know. I, I see the 
upside to it, but I also see the downside for the mid-majors because, you know, let, let's take Michigan and Appalachian State, right? Appalachian State gets paid, yep. I think it was somewhere around a million dollars to go play at Michigan. And what do they do? They knock them off. And it, there's not going to be that many more opportunities for some of those small yeah, but you know what? No disrespect. No one cares about Appalachian State. Nobody cares about those teams that are playing for money only. Yeah, every once in a blue moon, they're going to pull off an upset. But nobody cares, you know, about my alma mater, Bowling Green, going to play Ohio State. Nobody cares about that. That's not drawing. That's not driving college football. What drives college football are the Oklahomas, the Texases, the Georgias, the Alabamas, Michigan, Ohio State. Those are the schools that drive college football. Nobody cares about those schools that you're referring to. Nobody cares about that. That's not doing a damn thing for college football. That doesn't move the needle even a, a little bit. It just doesn't. It doesn't move the needle. You're absolutely right, or the meter, but it also is keeping these schools going and their other sports programs. So that's the point that I'm trying to make, and it gives them national exposure. Yeah, that's obviously going to be hurt under this system. That's very true. Now, you could get back to, is it is it right that, pick any powerhouse you want, is it right that Ohio State is playing a... Bowling Green or a Western Michigan or Michigan is playing Toledo, okay, for the sole purpose of those mid-majors to finance their program and some of the other sports knowing full well they're going to get their ass kicked. I mean, is I mean, what kind of system is that in the first place? I know that's what we have lived by, but is that really the way to go? I mean, is it really fair? for the powerhouses of college football to schedule games against weak opponents because they're going to kick their butt and, oh, yeah, by the way, the weak opponent is going to get a lot of money. I mean, is that really what the purpose of college athletics is? That's another question you have to ask yourself. It's a great question. No, it's not, but it's the reality of the situation, Grant. I mean, that, that's, that's how it is. So let's, let's jump to one more thing. If you have to pick the final four for this year, which four are you going with? I'm taking Alabama. I'm taking Georgia. I'm taking Ohio State, mainly because I think the Big Ten is terrible this year. When I say terrible, I'm relatively speaking. And I'm going to go with Clemson as the fourth team. So I'm with you on three. My fourth is going to be Utah. I think Utah plays a physical brand of football. Um, yes, I, I they think do. that they have been curving up for a very, very long time. And I think this is going to be a year USC could be, I mean, quote unquote, a dark horse. But I think Utah could sneak into this and um, I would love to see him there. That, that's what makes it interesting. Granted, it gets kind of bland when you got the same teams every single year. I agree. Alabama. I know. Yes, it does get bland. And I think this is going to help with the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams. It won't be as bland. I think you're spot on. Uh, I, I think this is going to be good. I mean, we're trying to get right down to it. So I, real quickly here, all right, and again, this is easy to do. So you're going to have the four highest-ranked conference championships, all right? They're going to be one through four. And they also right. get a first round by. And I think they should get a first round by. Then your teams that are seated five through 12 will play each other in the first round. Uh, it will either be the second or third weekend of December. 
Then the quarterfinals and semifinals will be played in bowl games, and the bowl games will be on a rotating basis. And then the championship game was going to be at a neutral site, uh, and that will be the current four-team format. So, again, I don't see any negatives in this. I really don't. I know you pointed out a few, but I'm by and large, college football is going to be – uh, even bigger than it is now. I think there'll be more people even watching it. As you said, people are getting tired of seeing Alabama every year. You know, it's either Alabama or Georgia. It seems like, yeah, every now and then you get an LSU and Joe Burrow undefeated. And yeah, you, you, you'll have that. But for the most part, it's Alabama and maybe yep. Georgia. It's Alabama. It's Alabama. It's Alabama. This might, this might make it a little bit better for the rest of the college football fans that are tired of seeing Alabama every year. Yeah, no, I agree. And at the end of the day, what we forget about is the BCS. The BCS was the worst system, in my opinion, that they could have ever instituted. So at least I agree. we have a playoff at this point. So hopefully it spices things up, gives people a chance. Because, Grant, think about how you mentioned it already, the NCAA tournament. How many upsets do we see? I mean, it, it's a it's a one game, winner wins all, and you go to the next game. It, it's not yep. a series. So I, I think all in all, they're doing the right thing. I hope some I, I just hope the mid majors are not frozen out. If you have somebody that's twelve and zero and you know, they, they get their opportunity. That is my big yep. thing. Well, you I'm with you on Utah. To me, their biggest game this year, and again, it's hard to predict games that are going to be played in November, but they have to go and play at Oregon. I can't remember what weekend in November, but it's in the middle of the month in November, and that's a road game for Utah. So to me, I'm looking at their schedule. Obviously, they have USC, but I'm almost positive that game is at home this year. All the other games in their conference are not that difficult. Relatively speaking, that game in November at Oregon could decide – Utah's fate. Yeah, it absolutely could. But Oregon, it seems like every year that they're ranked high, they choke every single year for the most part, other than when they played the um, national championship against Auburn. Um, Yep. I mean, look at last year. Look at last year. They go in and beat the Buckeyes in Columbus. All right. They could not have set their season up any better than that. And then uh, a couple of weeks later, they get upset by a team. They had no reason, no, no, no business losing to. I can't remember who it was. But, yeah, you're, you're right on. Absolutely. I mean, after that, after that win in Columbus last year, you would think, oh, wow, this is going to be this is going to be Utah's year. They won. What was it? Forty eight to forty five. And then they end up losing uh, three games the rest of the way. All right. Three games the rest of the way. Uh, after beating Ohio State. So here's the deal. Utah has got a chance. I'm with you. That's a team I would keep an eye on. I think you're I think you're right about that. Yeah, I I, I hope they can figure it out. I mean, that game in November, what you're talking about, that's going to be a trap game because I think Oregon will lose a game before that. But if Oregon starts getting on a run and then Utah loses to them, regardless of Oregon having a chance to get to the playoff, they lose to them. That's going to cut them out altogether. Um, so it's going to be an interesting scenario, but I do like what they're doing with college football. I think it's really interesting, Grant. I can't think of another sport that has changed as, and I say sport, they're student athletes, but think about how stringent and, uh, relegated the NCAA was versus now we have name in image and likeness. We have teams changing conferences. Yep. There's changes being made. So I, I hope they're for the positive because I love college football. I, I can't wait to wake up on Saturday mornings 
and see some of these games. So uh, it's going to be exciting, and I'm glad that we are seeing a little bit of difference. I do agree with your take about the older quarterbacks. I think I think COVID had a big deal to do with that because they gave an extra year to certain players. But, um, yeah, it, it's great. It's awesome. that we're, we're coming into the best season of the year for sports. So, all right, brother. No hey, question. Have a great and no safe. Question. Whoa. Sorry, man. I missed you. Uh, my bad. I will have a. That I'm having some Internet problems here today that when I hit you, when I hit you, Ryan, that was my bad. But then, boom, I got a dropout. I don't know what's going on. Well, I'm looking out the window. There's oh, now I know why I just saw a huge bolt of lightning. All right. That that explains it. Um, but, Ryan, thank you. You have a great weekend, too. I always appreciate your feedback here on these shows. And we look forward to the event uh, coming up a week from Monday. God, can you believe that's a week from Monday? Ryan and I are going to be bald. Wow. Oh, my gosh. All right. Oh, yeah, there's there's a thunderstorm out there. So that now I get it. All right. Now I got now I understand why the uh, Internet's going in and out. Uh, if you want to come on the program. Before uh, we wrap it up, before I get knocked off the air, uh, you can do it. But I'm not getting knocked off the air without talking to John. Uh, John, are you going fishing this weekend, buddy? Or is it too hot? Are the fish, the fish don't want to, the, the, it's even too hot for the fish this weekend, is it not? Man, these fish are going to be boiling, but I'm going to see, I'm going to, I'm going to get a couple of them. It's going to be pretty fun. The one okay. thing, one thing I know for sure, it's time to get a haircut when it's this hot. <laughs> that's what, yes, it is. That's what my son that. said the first thing when he when he uh -huh. heard about this and he's like dude so hot time to get a damn haircut <laughs> that's funny that's great yeah it is definitely time i agree with you there my friend it's definitely time yeah um hey as you and ryan were talking a lot about the college football hey i think the change is for the better and it's what i say you know what it's about freaking time because you know the bcs that was bs so I agree with you. It is about time. So I think this will be good for everyone. Hopefully they can implement it next season. We'll see. Um, but at least at oh, least it's, it's going to happen. It's going to be coming. It's in the future without a doubt. It'll be coming because, like like you said, it's going to be a much yep. more entertaining season. Every single weekend, you're going to have a game that's compelling. You're not going to see, oh, well, are they going to win by 30 or 20? You know, we're going to see more compelling games. Yeah. John, I hope you have a fabulous weekend, and I hope you have better luck fishing this weekend than you did last weekend. Hey, just because I caught no fish doesn't mean it wasn't good fishing, Grant. Come on now. It's fishing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, to each their own, buddy. Uh, you be safe this weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, buddy. Do the same. All right. Take care. Always good to talk to uh, John. Let's get to uh, Jerry. He's next here on Listen Up before we get you to the weekend. Hello, Jerry. Hey, Grant. How are you, sir, on this Friday? I'm good, buddy. Thank you very much. I hope that you're having a good day. I am, sir. Uh, just wanted to ask you, Grant, this morning when you had Chris on your podcast, uh, he was saying that uh, Trey should uh, be evaluated after 20 starts. Uh, how long do you think the Niners yes. will go if Trey starts to uh, stumble out, out of the gate? Um, I think they'll go four games i think they'll give him four games uh when you say stumble i mean there's there's two things here if he stumbles and the niners are still winning due to the competition they're playing then they'll stick with him hoping that the reps and more experience will 
get him to the level that they want. If he's not playing well and they're losing, you know what's going to happen. All of San Francisco, all of the media, all of the fans are going to be clamoring for Garoppolo to be a quarterback. So I think they're going to give him a good look. They're going to give him a good run. You know, the Niners have a very good defense. Again, they have a very easy schedule. I think the Bears stink this year. I think the Seahawks are going to be awful. I think really there's there, there's, there's really no reason why the Niners should not win their first two games regardless of Lance. And I think most people feel, at least the people that I've talked to, that Kyle Shanahan is going to have a very conservative game plan in the first two weeks of the season and let the Niners' strengths, which is the run game, the short pass game, you know, Kittle, Samuel, I think you're going to see a conservative game plan. You're going to let Lance kind of, you know, gradually work his way into, you know, him being the quarterback. And by that, I mean giving him more and more reins to do things as the season goes on. But I think in the first game and in the second game in particular, you'll see more of a conservative game plan. And Grant, Chris, um, he didn't seem too worried about the Niners O-line. Is that because Jimmy is not a mobile quarterback like Trey is? I mean, um, could that be that? No, he just knows the personnel that they have, knows Kyle Shanahan, understands right. that, you know, Shanahan will have game plans that will <clears throat> mitigate that issue, you know, quick passing, dink and dunk. So I think that's why he said he wasn't that concerned about it. Well, Grant, it's going to be interesting, Grant. I mean, I, I can't wait, man. I can't wait to get my fix. You know, I need my yep. football. Jerry, have a great weekend. Grant, you do the same, Grant. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I think, I personally think it's more of an issue than Chris does. I think it is going to be somewhat of an issue as we get through the season with the 49ers and that they're especially the depth. Now they are going to have an issue with their depth if they have an injury or two. Hey, Ken. Hey, how you doing? Crap. Good. Ken. Hi. Um, my wife are flying out and I are flying out to Seattle tomorrow to go on a cruise. And I wasn't sure yeah. of that donation part of it. Cause I will be back in time to, to make the uh, event that you're doing. So how can we right. pay the donation when we get there? Yes, you could pay the donation when you get there. It's $25 to get in. Uh, but if you go online and do it, it actually automatically guarantees you a spot. 
But yeah, you can do it when you get there too. But listen, you're going on a vacation, you're going on a cruise, have yourself a great time. I'll make sure, all right, I'll do everything in my power to make sure you and is it your wife or whomever get in, all right? You, we, we, we uh, don't worry about it. I want you to have a good vacation. What, what, where are you, uh, you're leaving tomorrow? The ship leaves tomorrow? Um, actually, we leave Sunday morning. To okay. Get, get on the ship in Seattle and we're going up to Alaska. That should be a heck of a uh, cruise. I hope you have a fabulous time. I hope you have a fabulous well, time. Well, we're really looking forward to it. Now, the past caller that was the the fisherman, I'm I'm, we're going up there for halibut ourselves. Uh, for, you know, for a day, for probably about two three hours. So hopefully we'll bring some yeah. good stuff to eat home. <laughs> so, well. You know, it's uh, I have a buddy that goes up to Alaska every July for two weeks and, you know, he comes home with a vacuum packed halibut and salmon and it lasts them all year. You know, they they it's it's amazing how much fish he comes home with. And it is phenomenal. It's absolutely incredible. So I hope you have a great time and I'm sure you're going to catch a lot of halibut. I'd, I'd be shocked if you don't. Yeah, well, thank you very much. I just trying to get my wife talking to do the float trip sometime. But uh, well, but that's yeah. Well, I've done that in the past up there fly fishing up in the interior. Well, be safe and have yourself a okay. great time. And thank you very much for calling. All right. Sure. Sure. Take Good care. talking to you, buddy. You too. Bye-bye now. Yeah, again, we, we do encourage those that want to go uh, to the event to go online and make your donation. And we also next week we'll start getting a, a head count, all right? So we want to get a, a, an idea, a rough idea of whether you're going to go or not. So starting next Tuesday, when you call, we're going to ask you, are you going? And if so, how many people are going? And that's one way of doing it. You can also email us. You can email Grant and Ryan Bald at gmail.com if you want to drop us a line grant and ryan bold at gmail.com all right so there are a lot of ways for you to get in touch with this all right i think i think all right by the time we get to next weekend we'll have a pretty good idea of the number of people we can expect at bennett's in roseville all right. I think we'll, we'll know. Ryan, if you're still listening, pop on with me real quick, because I want to ask you a question. Um, because I want people that are listening, like Ken, all right, to make sure that we are on the same page here. So, Ryan, if you're still here and you want to pop on real quick, uh, we'll make sure that Ken uh, gets the information that he needs. All right. So here he is. So Ryan, thanks very much. What, what do you suggest? Do you think it would be better for Ken to just take five minutes and make the donation online to secure a spot? Or if he shows up and wants to pay the 25 bucks at the door, do you think that would be good? What do you think? I think the best thing is to go online, make the donation because I'm already working on the headcount and it is filling up significantly. Um, there's okay. been a great response to the event. However, like you said, Grant, there is going to be donations at the door to get into the event. But um, the first 100 people that make that $25 donation via the uh, GoFundMe site, you are guaranteed entrance and you don't have to worry about it. But Grant and I can work out the details if we have a little bit of overflow. 
All right. What's the best place for people to hit the link? What, 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 what's, what, what's the link for Ken and everyone else? Well, we have grantscharitableevent.com. And then also follow, I know you, most of you follow Grant on Twitter. Go ahead and follow me at Rhino, R-Y-N-O underscore in underscore Sacktown if you are on Twitter. And once the show ends today, I'm going to repost every link so you have all of the information and the ways to get there and donate. And uh, we should be good. All right. Now, before I cut you off, you have a great weekend. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Enjoy it, man. All right. Take it easy. So, Ken, I hope that answers your question. Uh, Ryan's doing an amazing job behind the scenes for this event, uh, as is uh, Jay. And I greatly appreciate their efforts. All right. I really do. They're, they've been phenomenal. And uh, this is going to be a, a really uh, good event. All right. On that note, we will say it's time for the weekend. Have a great weekend. All right. Tuesday, four o'clock. All right. Four o'clock Tuesday right here on Listen Up. All right. Until then, enjoy, enjoy your weekend. Be safe. And thank you very much for listening here on Listen Up. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.